Well, after a bit of a forced hiatus, we are back with episode number 10 of the Somewhat Planned Substance podcast. Honestly, didn't know we would get 10 podcasts in, but here we are. <laughs> uh, my name's Scott Mitchell. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's been well over a month since I've done an episode of the podcast. Kind of got to get back into the groove of things now. Didn't expect to be down and out for this long. However, some pretty major stuff happened up here in Lacklebish, in case you weren't paying attention to the news or anything like that, in terms of flooding. So I'm going to touch on kind of what happened on my side of things over the last few weeks when it comes to the flooding that was happening here. We'll get to that in just a sec. Also coming up on the show today, we're going to do an episode of Still the Number One once again with my buddy Tim Gavin of The Tim Gavin Show. Going to take a look back at this week in 1993 as it is his birthday this week. Uh, Happy birthday to him, by the way. But yeah, that's going to be coming up a little bit later on in the show. And you won't believe what people are now panic buying just to try to save their summers a little bit now that the whole toilet paper fiasco is over. We'll get to that all coming up on this episode of Somewhat Bland Substance and, of course, a little bit more. Um, I do want to begin, though, with what I was mentioning, how we had a whole whack of flooding up here in the Lacklebish region back over a month ago now. It seems like it should have only been a couple weeks ago, but it was... Um, about a month ago or so that this actually happened, where we had got well over 50 millimeters of rain in a single day, and I think close to 60 for the whole weekend, uh, and it caused overland flooding here in Lacklebish and other areas of our county and some other areas within the vicinity, within the region as well, but... Basically, what happened is I had done a run for some friends into St. Albert who needed a few things. And as I was there, I had gotten the alert on my phone for overland flood warning, saying that, you know, there could be some flooding and sewage backups and whatnot in basements. So I thought, well, you know what? I need to get back as quick as I can. I have had a previous history with flooding in my basement and I just had a feeling something was going to happen. So I raced back, got back to Lacklebish at about 4.30 that afternoon, came to check on the house and everything was still fine. There was no water sitting in the basement, uh, nothing like that, no sewage backups yet. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I let the dog out and I went to go help some other friends who were impacted by flooding earlier in the day. They were trying to barrel out their basement And they actually have a couple houses. So we first went to the one house and they were finishing up there and we were going to head over to the other house. And when we got to the other house, we discovered there was water in that basement as well. So, so much fun, right? We're all dealing with this. At about 930, uh, 9930, I raced back to the house after we got an alert that there was going to be mandatory evacuation. My house was not part of the evacuation zone. It was just a few lots down, though, probably about half a block, six, seven lots away from that evacuation zone. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to head back to my house just in case something is to happen that I can grab the dog and go, right? So I get back to the house and I'm already seeing people 
coming down the main road, Nasham Drive is what it's called, uh, and basically from the evacuation zone into town so that they can head towards hotels and the, uh, you know, the evacuation center where they had to check into over at the Bold Center. And I pull up to the house. I'm like, okay, this is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I open the door and I just smelled that smell of humidity. And it just knew right away that there was flooding down here. And I got back into the house and there was probably an inch of water on the ground or so. And this is, again, 9, 930 at night. And I just wasn't dealing with it that night. I was like, you know what? This seems like a problem for tomorrow. I am just going to go check into the hotel for the evening. So I grabbed the dog, went over to the hotel, checked in there and kind of just decided I was going to try to relax. Well, of course, only got maybe a couple hours of sleep that night and showed back up the house the next day. And uh, my landlord's hired hand came to help and we started bailing out the water. And then the next day, we had the Reno company come in and tear out the flooring. It's the vinyl click stuff. So at least we salvaged a lot of it, a good chunk of it. So it could be reused when the flooring went back in. And just, I decided at that point that I was just going to go down a medicine hat. I had been meaning to go home and visit my parents, visit my family, visit my friends. And this was kind of just an excuse at that point now. It gave me a reason to go. I didn't want to stay in a hotel for two to three weeks. I didn't know how long exactly it would take. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go down to Medicine Hat. So that's basically what happened there. And then uh, the the company came in, R&R Creative, and they redid the flooring and everything like that. So everything is kind of back to normal. Need to still do a little bit of organizing some things. But I'm uh, after going through a couple of different floods here in the space, I'm kind of down to the bare minimum now. The, the stuff that I was absolutely 100% using all of the time and a few other things in here. And that's kind of just about it. I don't have a lot of crap anymore that I had accumulated over the years. So maybe that's a positive that came out of that situation. But yes, everything's back to normal. My life is somewhat normal again. Uh, it And it's now just, you know, trying to put the pieces back together 100% of the way to get my entire house back in order. Well, while I was gone as well, the province pretty much ripped open the economy. They were like, you know what? Things have been going well since the phase one relaunch of the economy. So let's pretty much do everything that we said we were going to do in phase three. We'll move that up to phase two as well. Which, that includes things like movie theaters can reopen. I know there are some, I believe, that reopened last Friday. Some are reopening today, I think, which is Monday when I'm recording this. And, you know, gyms can reopen and a whole whack of other things. Basically, anything that was closed can now reopen. And I guess I got to see it on a bigger scale when I was down in Medicine Hat. Because, you know, there's the mall there. There's all these different shops. There's these places that have been shut down for a while. Whereas in Lac La Biche, in small towns, if you are in a small town, you know 
for the most part, you have your pretty much every single one of your stores would be considered essential in some way, shape or form. So they were still reopened, whereas you go down to a place like Medicine Hat where you have, you know, some specialty stuff and whatnot. They were pretty much closed for a good couple of months, and now they were allowed to reopen back on uh, June 12th, I believe. So when I was down in Medicine Hat, I noticed um, a lot of people were, I think, just over it. They were still, you know, being vigilant, doing the social distancing, being cautious just to protect those around them. But at the same time, they wanted to see those friends of theirs that they maybe didn't go for coffee with or for drinks with for a good couple of months because everything was shut down, obviously, right? Like, you couldn't go dine in a restaurant or sit in the food court at the mall or anything like that. Now, all of a sudden, you have that back. And like I said, people were still being vigilant, but they were kind of just over it kind of just wanting to move on and move forward. And I think that's where a lot of people are sitting with this whole thing, uh, no matter where you are. I mean, I'm so glad we're here in Canada where people are still abiding by the social distancing rules and whatnot. It's not nothing like the States. That is just a tire fire. Like Florida a couple of weeks ago, having 9,000 cases in a single day. That is ludicrous. I don't know how the States is surviving through all this. Honestly, it's mind-blowing to me that people are um, down there aren't doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. And I know people down in the States can be a little bit stubborn. We are, too, here in Canada. But at the same time, we're not dealing with quite the number of cases as there are of COVID-19 down in the States. But that being said... It's still fantastic that people are being vigilant up here, uh, despite everything being reopened. And they're being respectful, too. Like, they're not necessarily standing the two feet behind you in the grocery store line. They're still doing the six feet and whatnot and respecting that whole portion of it and not getting irate over that either. So that is also a good thing. Something else I wanted to mention happened while I was down in Medicine Hat related to the flooding as well. Doesn't it suck when you go on a little bit of a vacation and things happen to you? For example, when I was gone, a old ankle injury flared up and <laughs> it didn't flare up until a few days later. So it was as I was barreling water out that I sprained my ankle. And days later, it decided to flare up, and I ended up in the emergency room down in Medicine Hat, got some x-rays done, ended up on a walking boot, so glad it didn't need surgery, and it's at about 90% right now. Still feeling a little bit of pain, especially if I overdo it a little bit, but not too, too bad. But that was just definitely something that I didn't want to deal with, especially um, going to emergency and going into the hospital in general when I went to see the orthopedic surgeon for the appointment. Um, going in there during the COVID pandemic, it's so weird. I mean, I get that they're making sure everyone is being safe, especially in a hospital, so everyone's got to wear a mask, which... I hate wearing masks. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. They're sweaty. They're greasy. They're I, I just hate them. And I've been trying to avoid it as much as I possibly can. But apparently you can't when you go into the hospital, which is fine. 
Um, but yeah, so glad I didn't need surgery on it. And uh, so glad for the staff at the hospital as well who did, you know, do everything in their power to keep everyone safe as they were coming into the emergency room and into regular appointments at the hospital as well. Speaking of the COVID-19 pandemic... You may have remembered that when this all started, that there was this shortage of toilet paper because people were panic buying and then people realized that people were panic buying and then they panic bought. Well, people are now panic buying camper vans and boats. This is all because they want to salvage their summer. You can't necessarily venture too, too far. You can't go on a cross Canada road trip really without being questioned as to why you're in a specific province. You can't really do all that much, so people are going camping instead and heading out onto the lake. For example, this uh, company where the story talks about is um, based in Seattle, and they've been selling at least one high-end Mercedes camper van per day since late April. And the shop's owner said that some people are saying they're not getting on a plane for two years or never going to Europe again, so... They are now going out and buying camper vans, which I can totally see. Uh, a friend of mine and I, were they're looking at buying a motorhome. And so we've kind of been keeping our eye out and looking on Facebook and looking at dealerships and stuff like that. And it's kind of just been a been a no-go so far I guess you could say there was a few on there but the ones that are really really decent are getting snatched up almost instantly I went to the one store while I was gone as well and went looking at tents because I figured oh I'm gonna need a new tent soon and there's kind of a shortage of tents as well so it it totally makes sense that this is happening and I was talking to some friends as well who are involved with home decor and home renovation and stuff like that and they said it's the busiest they've ever seen because people are taking the money that they were using for vacations and now putting it to things like home renovations and stuff and I can totally see that so it's kind of interesting to see that shift now speaking of camping doesn't it suck when some people ruin it for you this is what happened over the weekend a few friends and I, we decided to go camping out at Whitney Lake, which is just east of Elk Point, south of Bonneville, if you're looking at a map. And we were excited to kind of just get away and just relax, really, for a weekend. Except there were some jerkwads in the park who decided to ruin it for everyone. Uh, specifically had music going until well after midnight. They were shooting off fireworks at around midnight, which, of course, then if you have pets, that's not a good thing either. Uh, and then they wouldn't shut the hell up. <laughs> they were up until 5 in the morning. And we got, I'm sure the whole park maybe got a total of three hours of sleep, combined or not. <laughs> um, and it just wasn't fun altogether. I'm sure it would have been great had those people who were ruining it for the other people within the park. If they weren't there, it probably would have been super fun, but you get the one bad bunch in the whole group that just kind of ruins it for everyone, and you kind of question why, what makes them act that way and just what makes them stupid in general, and then you're just like, you know what? We're not going to bother and I think we just all came to the conclusion at the same time that if we were going to have to deal with that for another night, we were going to leave. 
And that's exactly what happened. We were just like, no, we're peacing out. Don't care at this point. <laughs> oh, but yeah, hopefully we can at least get out camping once again this year without having that be any sort of issue. And we can actually have fun. All right. Enough of that. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk a little bit more about which person over the weekend tweeted that they were running for president, which celebrity you may have seen this. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Also, we've got uh, what happened in Florida this week to wrap up the show coming up in just a little bit as well. We're going to take a quick break, though, for still the number one, and we're going to head back into that with uh, 1993 coming up here in just a moment. Hang on. All right, doing still the number one. We got Scotty back after, what, three weeks? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it's been about a month since I've been on the show. I, I don't know, the, the days and weeks all flow together at this point. I know, right? It's just the times that we're in. Like, time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, that and just sh so much shit has gone on in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like... You have put up with just too much over the past few weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to play the poor, poor, pitiful me card, so we should probably just move into this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And 1993, very interesting week on the charts, the week that I decided to pop into existence. Okay, so, so I have a little bit of uh, backstory on this. Why did you uh, choose this week? Because this is the week that I was born. Ah, okay. I was busy being not born yet, so... <laughs> this is, uh... Well, yeah. It doesn't look like you were missing much, at least. If you ask me, every good song on this chart is below the top ten. Yeah, so the top ten, just that we bring everybody into the inner circle uh come undone from duran duran was at number 10 which is a great song great song i, th I think it's the last really great duran duran song like i'd agree with you they there. were at their peak uh number nine expose i'll never get over you getting over me uh number eight was dr dre with dre day always a classic can't go wrong with some dre the number seven rod stewart's have i told you lately uh, number six, Robin S. Show Me Love. That is probably my favorite of the top ten songs. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, number five is H-Town, Knockin' the Boots. That's, that, that name sounds so familiar. Right? Yeah. Right? I, I wonder if Luke Bryan stole it, allegedly. Uh, I wouldn't be four, surprised. <laughs> number four, UB40, Can't Help Falling in Love. Number three, Tag Team which this is great. Whoop, there it is. You got to that's a classic. It is. Just an iconic one-hit wonder right there. And then uh, Janet Jackson that's the way love goes at 2. And uh number 1 this week, SWV with the week. And... Which is what I think of this chart. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> this chart is this chart is weak sauce. This is like this is the weakest chart that I have ever seen in my time doing still the number 1. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of names on here that you would never know uh, in this day and age. Yeah, and the ones that are well known, well, aside from tag team, we also have like just stuff that, you know, they've had way better material. Like Inner Circle, Bad Boys is on the list. 
Um, another one hit wonder, which was basically the 90s in general for non blondes with what's up at 16. Then at 18, we have the Proclaimers. I'm going to be 500 miles. And I guess this is where that song peaks for some reason, even though <laughs> it's even the though song it's a- that's like still the most well-known and probably the best hit. And most played from the Proclaimers. Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, you got PM Don with Look at Your Patient Eyes at 20. Uh, and then Tony, 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 <laughs> if I had no loot at 21. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a confusing <laughs> band name right there. I think it's just one person named Tony, and they spelt it three different ways for the song title. God damn, that's, fr- that's just frustrating to me. <laughs> right? Okay, so when we, back when you know we were actually working and I was uh, reconfiguring the databases and whatnot, I had to look up to make sure that that was actually legit, and it was. Yeah, did you like put a pronouncer in there too, or did you just... <sighs> Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just put a, the third line as all Tony. <laughs> ah. Oh, coming That's in at number do. 28. This is another great song. Should have been bigger. New Order with Regret. And it's one you don't hear all that often now. Which is a shame because it is a great New Order song. Like, I swear to God, classic hit stations, they are sleeping on New Order hits. I mean, the biggest New Order songs are still being played. That's true, but they have like so Bizarre many good Love songs. Triangle and whatnot. Yeah, well, Bizarre um, Love Triangle, Blue Monday, and that's yeah. It. Uh, there's there's the odd one, other one that sneaks in there. I think True Faith sneaks in every so often. I've never heard True Faith on the radio, but I would love to hear it, like because it is such the percussion on it too is just mm-hmm. iconic. Two songs that you do hear quite often on the radio, uh, making it into the top 40 at least. Uh, number 34, Soul Asylum with Runaway Train. And number 37, Spin Doctors and Two Princes. Also catching some Bon Jovi on this chart within these arms. Oh, yes, yes. And there is still, you know, those classic rock vibes kicking in. Aerosmith is at 41 with Living on the Edge. Um, I guess you could even kind of count Sting with Fields of Gold at 46. I'm kind of surprised to see Green Jelly on this chart, too. You you ever heard Three Little Pigs? No. Okay. And it's hilarious and weird, and you should check out the, the really cool claymation music video sometime. All right, I might have to do that. Uh, some of the debuts I want to talk about that are on this list. Number 47, Cypress Hill with Insane in the Brain. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, and another classic, I don't care who you are, you will always sing along to this, number 84, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Yeah, that's <laughs> that one gets me right in the feels. I'm not a country guy, but I love me some Chattahoochee. Oh, I think everyone does. So it, just take solace in the fact that it debuted on this week, the week that you were born on the charts. Yeah, yeah I can I can take solace in that. Hey, Scott. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to a potluck at Alan Jackson's house, where is he going to tell you to uh, put what you bring? Where? Well, way down yonder by the charcuterie. Moving on. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I feel like I say that every single time. There's, uh, but there's also um, there. There's just a lot of songs from bands who had other big hits, as you mentioned, that are kicking around on this list as well, and and, and just artists in general. You know, TLC's Get It Up at 57. Um, you know, Mary J. Blige is on this list, Whitney Houston, Big Mountain, 
David Crosby and Phil Collins with Hero at 60. Going down to the bottom of the chart, I'm seeing uh, Lenny Kravitz. Also, Steve Miller Band, number 93 with Wide River, another song that I had never heard before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, debuted this week as well. And the stereos M- stereo MCs right above that 92 with Step It Up. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, and then kind of in the in-between stages, you know, you got ACDC in there with Big Gun at 71. Um, you got uh, Michael Jackson, who is it, at 70. Tupac, so I get around at 68. And Radiohead Creep at 67. Man, right. And it didn't really, like, go much higher no. than that on the charts, too. And yet, again, another song that has aged way better than half of the songs on this chart. Yeah. Even though it's still it's still one like one of Radiohead's weakest songs. It's probably like their most mainstream though. Yeah, exactly. But but Radiohead they don't they've only just started playing it again. Yeah. 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 Like they had the whole situation of it's our biggest hit so we hate it. <laughs> uh, it's funny how that works, you know, and and people going to concerts and whatnot of course not right now but when you know we could go to concerts i'm sure they chanted all the time to play creep yeah and that's why eventually they relented in like recent years before all this happened i have a feeling that it'll probably stay in radiohead set list at least every other show when things start getting going again oh there's gonna be some people who are totally mad about the fact that at one show they played creep and the next show they didn't yeah that's why you gotta you gotta just hope that that they're playing on a good day (laughs) catch when they're feeling good about playing that song exactly though i'm i'm more of a high and dry kind of guy for their Uh, for their mainstream Uh, yes yeah that's that's another good one rotten dmc is also on the chart at number 82 with down with the king yeah, which I mean, that you got you got to enjoy a little bit of Run DMC. Yeah, Run DMC. It's like they're one of those groups that you know I think everyone can just get into. They always there's always that one Run DMC song, mm-hmm. whether it be their cover of Walk This Way or King of Rock. It's tricky. It's tricky. Yes, <laughs> that's oh, a jam. It's tricky. I that's have, a jam. That, it is. I have a lot of like I have a lot of good memories with that song back in college. Uh, what else is on this list that you uh, wanted to mention? Let's see. Oh, I also wanted to mention uh, at number eighty nine, Porno for Pyros. You ever heard of this band? I have not until I looked at this chart. Yeah, they are a Jane's Addiction side project featuring okay. uh, singer Perry Farrell. I think either the bassist or the drummer was in this band, but yeah, they they kind of did some really interesting stuff. If you like Jane's Addiction, definitely worth checking them out. But I'd rather just listen to Jane's Addiction if I'm going to check out Perry Farrell's stuff. I noticed down at number 98 was the George Michael and Queen collab on Somebody to Love as well. Yeah, and George Michael coming in at number 99 as well with Killer slash Papa was a Rolling Stone. I don't. I wonder what that was even off of. Because I'd, I'd never heard that before. It's been like a grand total of two weeks on the chart. You don't really need to get too uptight about that one (laughs) fair enough let's see another another name that kind of like sticks out uh i see jodeci on this chart a couple of times i only just started listening to this year they have some really good r&b okay if it's right in kind of with that 90s feel as well i think so but 
I'd say it's even aged better than some other stuff too. Gotcha. Yeah. Also, Kenny G at number 36. Man, remember when Kenny G was like the biggest thing on the radio? Uh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, just no more Kenny G ever. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I, I, li- I like some Kenny G. I'll, I I have his greatest hits. I'll listen to it. It's it's good to relax too, man. I, I guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, Dr. Trey also making another appearance at number 27 with nothing but a G thang. Yeah, like this was like right when he was starting to make it big. The Chronic was released uh, last was released the year before. And of course, I think he did a little bit of production on Snoop Dogg's debut as well. Yeah, this is just like 1993 was a pretty big year for rap music. It, it totally was. And also looks like it was kind of a big year for one hit wonders in general. Yeah, I definitely say so. I mean... Like I said earlier, that's most of the 90s, just a whole whack of one hit wonders. Yeah, especially towards the mid 90s. Like this, this time in music was definitely very transitional. Like you could tell like some of the big movements from the from years before, they're starting to flame out a little bit, but something new was coming. And I think you see a lot of that. And I know I've mentioned before, you know, when you see the transitions on the charts and whatnot, it's not necessarily as soon as the turn of the decade hits. It takes a little while, whether it be even two to three years for the new trends to come around and start making their waves. Exactly. Like, I think the stuff that really defines the 90s doesn't really come in until about 96, 97. That, I think, is where we really get the most of our 90s nostalgia from. And I'm pretty sure that's, you know, where we're seeing a lot of, especially because the the main group of people who are coming up and, you know, listening to radio and stuff like that are the people who were born in the 90s, right? So we get those nostalgic feels because, you know, uh, even people who were born in the early 90s are starting to, you know, remember songs as early as that 96, 97 area. Yeah, it's just too bad I can't have any nostalgia for 1993. I don't, of course, just being born, don't remember much of it, but it doesn't look like I was missing out on too much anyways. So I'm going to let you just have the verdict on this one, seeing it as it is your birthday week. SWV week, still the number one? No, I'm sorry. I've listened to it. It's an all right song, but I don't see how it was number one, even when... There was like a few other songs that were better and way at the bottom of the charts. It, what, it's not still the number one. What would you mark as number one from this chart if you could? From this chart, definitely Radiohead. You would, eh? I would because it is the song that has aged the best, regardless of its chart position. Okay, I know I said I was going to let you have the final word on this one, but I'm going to argue now on this part. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, just based on your argument earlier, the Proclaimers, I'm going to be. Oh, I mean, I like that song, but... It only, it only peaked at 18. Yeah. But who has had more impact on music as a whole, Radiohead <laughs> or the Proclaimers? How did I know that that was going to be the sentence coming out of your mouth? <laughs> you know, I think this might be a good chance for the listeners to decide on this one. Who, who did... Which song is better, Creep by Radiohead or The Proclaimers' 500 Miles? I mean, 
personal preference, I would say Creep is the better song. But chart-wise, I would have to say, and despite where they fell on the chart, I would say that Proclaimers probably would have had a little bit more staying power. It's just too bad they couldn't do much more in terms of getting into the top 10 with that song. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, welcome back to Somewhat Bland Substance. Coming up in back half of the show here today, we are going to, in just a couple minutes, talk about why President Trump now says he likes wearing a mask. This is so funny. Uh, he compares himself to a famed character, if you will. Also coming up, we're going to talk about kids and going back to school possibly in the fall and this new study that has come out as to what parents are saying about that. That is all coming up. First, though... You may have seen over the weekend that Kanye West, yes, Mr. Kanye, declared himself a candidate for president. On Twitter, he said, I am running for president of the United States, hashtag 2020 vision. Elon Musk is on board with him saying that he has his full support. Now, here's the deal. Kanye has not filed with the FEC. He's already missed filing deadlines in several states, so... Don't know how that's going to go for him, but nonetheless, it's kind of funny to see. And I get that him and Trump are buddy-buddy, so I have a feeling that this is just him trying to, at the same time, uh, give Trump his support, and hopefully will, I don't know, maybe split the vote on the younger crowd? The, the crowd who may have a little bit more tendency to vote for the left. So, I, ugh. this is just going to be an interesting situation altogether. Could you imagine Kanye West as president, though? I would guess that he would try changing the national anthem to be gold digger. <laughs> Could you imagine if this was a thing in Canada, though? Like, as to who would be running... As prime minister, who would be any sort of celebrity? Like, what would we get? Would we get Drake? Ryan Reynolds? Justin Bieber? <laughs> like, who would we get? Shania Twain. <laughs> that would actually kind of be uh, pretty interesting, I would think. But yeah, nonetheless, um, th this could get very entertaining this 2020 election. Let's just say that if Kanye West is actually going to be a president between him, Biden and Trump, it could be a very interesting campaign. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter because I am here in Canada and I probably don't know as much about American politics as I should. And I don't want to comment on something I don't know fully about. Now, the one thing I can comment on is Donald Trump and this thing that he had to say over the course of the last week or so. He now says he likes wearing masks to protect himself from COVID-19 because it makes him look like the Lone Ranger. He said, I had a mask on. It was a dark black mask and I thought it looked okay. It looked like the Lone Ranger. He actually compared himself to the Lone Ranger. Uh, he also said that he still thinks COVID-19 is going to sort of just disappear. He hopes. <laughs> I mean, while I was gone over the last few weeks, he um, he did make the comment about they were seeing more cases down in the States because they were doing more testing. So he told his people to slow the testing down. That's exactly what happens. That's literally how math works. 
And it's not just when it comes to um, testing for COVID-19. It's just in general, that's how it works. <laughs> like, it could be any sort of situation. If you increase the base number, you are going to see more on that numerator as well. It's just, it's going to happen that way. You just gotta, I guess, suffer the consequences from it. But to compare yourself to the Lone Ranger, that's also quite funny. You know, here's the thing with Donald Trump. He says things, and you kind of are shocked every time he says it. But at the same time, you really shouldn't be. But you're just like, whoa, did that actually just come out of his mouth right now? And every single time, the answer is yes. Because somehow, just when you think that things are crazy enough as they are, they get slightly crazier. Um, something else related to the COVID-19 pandemic. There's this new study in from the University of Michigan. Now, this was do done down in the States. Um... Uh, so I don't know how much of a relation this would have to Canada. But that being said, they found that about two in three parents would send their kids back to school in the fall. Now, 12% said no. 21% were still unsure and waiting news from how schools plan to handle their virus. And 75% said they supported daily temperature checks and testing of kids if one tested positive. But it kind of relates to last night I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a meme and it was... um. Are we buying school clothes in August or more alcohol asking for a friend? <laughs> and I know we're not supposed to really find out for about another month or so as to whether or not schools are going to reopen or how exactly that could look. I know there are three possible scenarios that here in Alberta, the provincial government is looking at. One of them would be just completely opening the schools. The other one would be keeping them closed and doing Zoom classes and stuff like that, and uh, the other situation, I believe, would be with PPE and social distancing rules that they would reopen schools. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I think if you can do the social distancing and maybe have kids um, do maybe one day in class, one day out, or one week in, one week out, and then that way you can get in there and disinfect and clean before... The next round of kids goes in and then the rest, the other half of the class would just do it by Zoom and connect in that way. I think that might be the way to go while we're still dealing with this. And of course, it could change whether cases skyrocket up or basically taper right off. We're still well over 500 active cases here in the province, which is quite low considering where we were at one point, right? So I think if they continue to um, just look into the, the social distancing side of things, and uh, because it's going to be tough, especially with the elementary kids, to keep them having their PPE on, you know, the masks and gloves and stuff like that, it's going to be super, super difficult. So you might, that might be the way to go about it, it just so you could continue to do the social distancing as much as possible. So we'll have to see how that goes. Of course, in August is when we're supposed to be finding out with about a month out from school starting as to what that is going to look like for September. So you're going to want to pay attention to that for sure if you're a parent. 
All right, before we wrap up the show today, let's go into Florida this week. What happened down there? Uh, This Florida family woke up to a surprise visitor on their porch back on Tuesday. An alligator with two missing limbs. Likely lost those in a rumble with another reptile, but the gator smashed everything in sight when trappers wrangled him, but was captured and will be rehomed at an animal sanctuary, but just kind of chilling there. And this is why we live in the place where the air hurts our face for six months of the year or more. (laughs) I say or more because it was fairly cool this morning, something like nine degrees when you woke up here in Lac La Uh, Also, something else that happened in Florida. This guy stole a $900,000 yacht from a marina a few weeks ago. He immediately crashed it in, then abandoned it near an oyster bed. Detectives found a thumbprint on the boat. They were able to identify and arrest the guy, and the yacht had about $60,000 in damage. I am going to guess he didn't know how to drive a yacht. That's probably what happened in this situation. It kind of, it may be lost, he lost control of it and just kind of crashed it. And yeah, that it's just another stupid thing that Florida man did. <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap up the show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, you can listen in on your favorite podcasting app. We're on Google Play, Apple Music, and as well as on Podbean. So you can subscribe there. You can follow me on social media as well. Uh, Scott Mitchell on Facebook and at Scott Mitchell FM on pretty much every single other social media platform that you can think of. We'll hopefully be back next week. Knocking on wood. Pending anything happening (laughs) to my house (laughs) let's hope it doesn't please we'll talk later